Love. We typically think of it as a feeling, but it is a choice that we make. Discover how choosing to give and receive love can significantly improve your health. You will also find out the fourth step to real health. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this episode. Journey to Health is a podcast dedicated to achieving real health in all areas of our lives, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. How do you overcome adversity that has turned your life upside down? How do you get healthy when you are overwhelmed, confused, and don't know where to start? What are you missing because you're doing everything right, yet you are still not healthy? If you are searching for answers to these questions, you have come to the right place. The Journey to Health podcast series will help you discover how to achieve real health, overcome adversity, and not just survive, but thrive. Travel with me on our journey to health. Are you ready? Buckle up and let's go. Hi, everyone. This is Jan Schleicher. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Journey to Health podcast, Choose to Love. In previous episodes, I talked about my personal journey to health. After hitting black ice and crashing into a tree, my life changed in a split second. The acronym REAL was created to encompass the difference between what is typically thought of as health and what health really is. Step one to real health is responsibility. Resolve to take charge of your health. Step two is encouragement. Invite others to travel with you on your journey. Step number three, attitude. Develop a positive mindset. You can go back and listen to these previous episodes on my website, thejourneytohealth.net, or wherever you get your podcasts to catch up. Step number four is love. Choose to love to improve your health and your life. I have learned that to love is a choice. It is a decision. We may fall in love, but to have a solid long-term relationship, love must be consistent. It can't be based on emotions that depend on circumstances or how we feel at the moment. 1 Corinthians 13 sums it up best. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. The first thing that just jumps out is always, always, never. It never fails. It always protects and trusts and hopes. That means even when you're angry, you're disappointed, you're hurt, unhappy, upset, anything else that you may be feeling, 
love. It is loving them just the way they are. That is one of my favorite Billy Joel songs that says, don't go changing to try and please me. It is unconditional. It doesn't depend on what the person does or doesn't do. It's a love that is selfless. It doesn't want anything in return. It just wants them to be happy and fulfilled. And it means considering their needs as well as your own. It may mean giving up your own needs to meet their needs. And it means treating them with respect, trying to understand their viewpoint, even if you don't agree. And that is so hard sometimes. Preserving the relationship is more important than being right. If we look at love as being a choice, not an emotion, it will help us navigate the ups and downs of our relationships. It will help us love others even when we don't feel particularly loving. I have learned, though, that it is not just about loving other people. It is also about choosing to love God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. It means honoring Him and praising Him and putting Him first in our lives. It is being content no matter what our circumstances. It's the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is external. Joy is internal no matter what we are going through. It is showing our love for Him by obeying Him. Loving God helps in all areas of health, including physical, emotional, and mental. It is also important to love ourselves. How can we love others if we don't love ourselves? It is so easy to look at all the negative parts of ourselves and focus on those. I encourage you to look at yourself as being created in God's image. We have worth. We have value. We were created with unique gifts and talents. I have struggled so much with this one. I want everything to be perfect all the time. As I've gotten older, I have realized that it is more important who I am as a person than how I look or what I do. I'm learning to love myself by caring for all areas of my health. And I talk about this a lot, all areas, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. I am also learning I need to rest and take time for myself, especially as I care for my elderly parents. I still have a long way to go on this one. As I always say, it's a journey. You may be asking, why is it important to choose to love God, others, and ourselves? There are so many impacts on us and our health. Most of us have the needs of belonging and love that motivates our behavior. This includes friendship, intimacy, trust, acceptance, affection, and love. It includes being part of a group. We need to know that our life has meaning and purpose and that we are significant to others. It's that need for connection. 
without love and feeling unwanted by another person, we may spend a lifetime searching for self-worth and significance that may be met through other means, including addiction. There are so many health benefits to choosing to give and receive love and encouragement as you journey to health with others. Several studies have shown that people who have satisfying long-term relationships are much better on many health measures. Most of the research has centered on marriage, but it is believed that the benefits extend to other close relationships as well, including parents and friends. Here are just some of the ways that love and health are linked that are research-backed. Fewer doctor's visits, less substance abuse, reduced blood pressure, less anxiety and depression, better pain management, better stress management, less sickness, improved healing, and a longer and happier life. These make sense when you think about that. When we have this need for connection, and when we have that connection, it improves all areas of our lives. I remember this Swedish proverb that says, shared sorrow is half sorrow. Shared joy is double joy. So, how we give love and receive love is very different. This is true for all relationships. Married couples, dating couples, children, teenagers, friends, co-workers, neighbors, all relationships. Gary Chapman wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. He talks about the difference between falling in love, which is a temporary emotional high. He says it usually lasts no more than two years, and real love. As he states, that kind of love is emotional in nature, but not obsessional. It is a love that unites reason and emotion. It involves an act of the will and requires discipline, and it recognizes the need for personal growth. The need to feel love is a primary human emotional need. Our emotional need is not to fall in love, but to be genuinely loved by others, to know a love that grows out of reason and choice, not instinct. It is a need to be loved by someone who chooses to love me, who sees in me something worth loving. Gary Chapman talks about how people speak different love languages. Our love language is what makes us feel most love. It is an individual thing. Most often, it's different from our spouse or partner. We may be expressing our love in our primary love language, and we're confused when our spouse doesn't understand what we're communicating. It's kind of like the difference between Spanish and French and German and all these languages. We're speaking one language, and our spouse or partner is speaking another We think we're expressing our love, but that message doesn't come through because we are speaking what to them is a foreign language. The five love languages are words of affirmation, which is verbal compliments and words of appreciation, quality time, which is undivided attention, looking at the other person and talking, and yes, that means no phones, 
The third love language is receiving gifts, thoughtfulness, a remembrance that you were thinking about that person and wanted to express your love. The fourth one, acts of service, doing things for the other person to please them. It means that we've given it thought, planning, time, effort, and energy to do something for them. And the fifth is physical touch. Physically connecting with the person shows you love them. Without it, many people feel unloved. And that's many forms, including hugging. In previous episodes, I talked about telling someone how much you love them and how much they mean to you. It is definitely important to do that. It works extremely well if their love language is words of affirmation. But what if it is one of the other four? Then you have to learn their love language and show them how much you love them and how much they mean to you. Love is the only thing that lasts. Spending time and energy on love is so important. This quote from Dr. Dean Ornish was in episode three when I was talking about having the encouragement of others and it bears repeating. Medicine today seems to focus primarily on the physical and mechanistic, drugs and surgery, genes and germs, microbes and molecules. I'm not aware of any other factor in medicine, not diet, not smoking, not exercise, not stress, not genetics, not drugs, not surgery, that has a greater impact on our quality of life, incidence of illness, and premature death from all causes than love and intimacy. Love and intimacy are at the root of what makes us sick and what makes us well, what causes sadness and what brings us happiness, what makes us suffer and what leads to healing. If a new drug had the same impact, virtually every doctor in the country would be recommending it for his or her patients. How powerful that is, the effect of love and intimacy. I talked in previous episodes of the negative effects of bitterness, resentment, and anger on health. This episode talks about the wonderful benefits of love and health. It is accepting and loving others despite your disagreements. It is showing that unconditional and selfless love. It means vacuuming or doing the dishes for your wife as an act of service when you hate vacuuming and hate doing the dishes. It is giving your husband words of affirmation when you are really not a talker. It means spending quality time with your elderly parents when you have so many other things to do. It is unconditional love when you may not be feeling so loving. So, how do we choose to love others? Just like everything else, it is making the choice. It is having that mindset that I love and you just insert that person's name and will show him or her that love in their love language. It is knowing that we are wired for connecting to others and that most of us need to feel loved and that we need to feel that we belong. It is loving and encouraging others when they have a detour on their journey, like recovering from surgery or illness or an accident. And it's also being willing to accept the health and support 
and encouragement of our loved ones when our journey takes a detour. It is making loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves a priority to achieve real health in all areas of our lives. In these last four episodes, I have revealed the four-step process to achieving real health in all areas of our lives. The first step is responsibility, taking charge of our health, finding what works for us because we are unique. It's incorporating tips and things to improve our physical health. It's taking responsibility for our health. Second step, encouragement. Finding others to travel with you for support and encouragement. It's identifying that one person or persons to get started. And we just talked about all the need that we have for connection and love and encouragement and belonging. That is what is so important for that second step, encouragement. Third step, attitude, developing a positive mindset by incorporating resilience and gratefulness. It's taking action to be more grateful, to be more resilient, and to have that positive attitude. Remember, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. The fourth step, love. Choose to love to improve your health and your life. So important. I hope these four steps have given you some insight into a different way to look at health. Health is so much more than diet and exercise. It's the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, yes, but there are so many other aspects. I encourage you to look at these four steps. See what area you might want to begin on and take that first step. It's so important to make progress every day. Some days they're tiny baby steps. Other days they're bigger strides. Some days you may take a step or two backwards. But the important thing is to keep moving on your journey. Keep going towards your destination of real health. The bottom line, as we travel on our journey, don't give up. You can do it. Keep moving forward and you will make progress in your journey to health and that greater journey that we call life. At the end of each podcast, I provide a compass point. This is a time where I encourage you to take a compass reading at where you are on your journey. Today's compass point is... What do you think your love language is? Again, that's being words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. You can go to the Five Love Languages website, that's Gary Chapman's site, and you can take a quiz and it will tell you what your love language is. Then think about the closest people to you. What do you think their love language is or encourage them to take that quiz? And then identify what can you do differently to speak their language. In closing, I have learned the value of incorporating love into my life, the last of the four steps to real health. Love may not be all we need, as the song goes, but we definitely need it to achieve real health. 
travel with me on our journey to real health as we travel together and focus on all areas of health. I am still traveling on this journey and will continue to as long as I am alive. And I would love to travel with you. As I always say, it's an adventure. I would love to help you as you travel on your health journey. Let me know what other things you would like to know about how to incorporate love, anything about love, or anything that I could talk about in future podcasts. Email me at jan at thejourneytohealth.net, and you can check out my website, thejourneytohealth.net. If you like this podcast, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and tell all your friends. If you really like this podcast, please rate it five stars. It will help me reach more people to travel with me on this journey to achieve real health in all areas of our lives. And as always, most importantly, celebrate life each and every day.